This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com. Welcome to the Really Awful Movies Podcast, a celebration of low-budget cinema. The sleep of reason gives birth to monsters. Hi, I'm Chris, and along with Jeff, we're bringing you the very best and worst of horror, sci-fi, action, exploitation, kung fu, and women in prison movies from the 1970s to today. Be sure and check out reallyawfulmovies.com for reviews, interviews, lists, and terrific movie giveaways. From our downtown Toronto headquarters, here's episode 46, Cracker Jack 3. Yes, Cracker Jack 3. You heard us talk about this a few podcasts ago, and we talked about it came from the bargain bin. This mm-hmm. is when we went down to uh, one of our local uh, video emporiums, 2Q Video, and we just selected a whole bunch of films based on the box art and what we thought might uh, be good to discuss on the podcast. And there was this one movie we picked up, and uh, we looked at the box art, we thought, hmm, interesting. So, Chris, um, would you care to describe the, uh, the artwork for us? Yeah, I guess so. We've got top billing given to Olivier Grunet, who is a uh, French, French kickboxing, kickboxing champ. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it says one last time, one last chance. Jack is back. So obviously, so, and uh, obviously Gr- you figure Gruner's Olivier Grunet is, is Jack, Jack, but he's yeah. not Jack. And he's got like a scope, like a rifle scope in between his eyes. So we think he's going to be like someone who somebody wants dead. And we think he's going to be wielding weaponry and shooting lots of people and kicking butt. Well, he's, he's holding a gun uh, right in the cover there. Yeah, he's not only in this movie does he not shoot a, a gun, he's not Jack. So this, this billing is really weird. Jack is actually B-movie legend Bo, Bo Svensson. Svensson. A very so, aged, grizzled Bo yeah, Svensson. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were you know, misled by this uh, bargain basement find. But, yeah. and, but what is hilarious, though, is that... Um, as pathetic as the box cover <laughs> is, there's more production value in this than there yeah, is in yeah. the actual film. The graphic designer really went all out on that one. This, uh, without a word of hyperbole, has got to be one of the cheapest looking movies I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Um, like I said, I mean, uh, Chris, I mean, I said this to you before. I mean, we bought this movie, you took it home, you watched it, you were texting me going, what, what, you can describe yeah, it. what yeah. is this? Yeah. <laughs> and then you, you gave it to me and said, okay, you've got to watch this thing. I was not prepared for this, man. <laughs> I thought, okay, it's going to be a lousy action film. I did not expect to get the action, i.e. thriller version of Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's how bad this thing is. It's, 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 it defies description. It's yeah. completely inept it's cheap it's it's terrible the the the, the yeah the, it's a it's a espionage spy thriller with very little spying very little espionage and no thrills it's an, it's an action movie with no action <laughs> yeah. the, the the mise-en-scene is 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 like mexican soap opera yeah it's it's just it's un, unbelievable unbelievable um, now you will have to forgive us because the plot is rather convoluted, and yeah. we will try to make yeah. heads or tails yeah. of it. But uh, yeah, let's let's give it a go. Um, yeah, Bo Svensson, who uh, yeah, he's been in, I guess, uh, Inglorious Bastards, the original Glorious mm-hmm. Bastards, and and the Tarantino version, oh. and he was also in. Um, Delta Force, and he was in uh, the Walking Tall sequels, Walking Tall 2 and 3, and no, it was not Walking Tall or Walking Tallest. Tallest. <laughs> um, he's even in Kill Bill Volume 2. I mean, yeah, he's guy, been in tons of great movies. Yeah, both fences. Great. 
and he plays a uh, an outgoing uh, CIA intelligence operative who's you know he's pushing you know septuagenarian he's he's ready to be put out to pasture mm-hmm. and he just wants to you know go and go and fish right. and lead a life well, of uh, you know peaceful mm-hmm. you know contemplation yeah so and, i mean you know as as happens normally when you're uh, outgoing from a job you meet your successor yeah and there's usually a very cordial <laughs> sort of you yeah know, yeah the passing guards, of the baton yeah but not so in this one no. so we got to talk about the office Oh, the uh, uh, yeah, the office looked like a like a, a condo lobby, like <laughs> super cheap. Like this is supposed to be CIA headquarters, like yeah. state of the art. Yeah. This couldn't look cheaper. Yeah. It, it was unbelievable. Um, yeah, with yeah. like this two bit map behind the guy, like, you know, it looked like some National Geographic insert. You know? yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, like crummy phones, like the phones, even when they were using them, were like greasy. Like, oh, yeah, the mise en scène, just like complete, you know, pièce de merde. Yeah. yeah, just. So we got Jack talking with his, uh, his rather successor. Well, yeah, but he's talking with his rather attractive um, his assistant, assistant yeah. um, kind of a you know a good-looking young brunette who gives him a going-away gift of a cell phone. And she goes, yeah. oh, this is the one, this is one of the, this is the, the latest, the latest and, yeah. and this now. is a late 90s movie. So, yeah, you know. it's actually, I think it was, it was 2000. So, mm-hmm. and uh, Jack is, oh, I can never forget how to use one of these. Well, ladies and gentlemen, keep that in your mind. Yeah, yeah. Much later. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we, we, we meet uh, Jack's successor, and yeah. this is Mr. Grunier. Yeah, Grunier, Grunier the, the, the kickboxer, and the, this guy. And he plays a uh, number he, cruncher. Yeah, he he's supposed to come in and take over uh, this high-level uh, intelligence operative role. And not only is he not uh, versed in anything related to espionage whatsoever, he has like an MBA or a business background. Also, he's Canadian, mm-hmm. so well, like yeah, where they're yeah. out, like the American yeah. government is outsourcing their intelligence to yeah. foreign nationals. Well, well I, I mean, should say Bo Svensson is Swedish as right, well. So exactly, he could yeah. not be like less American if he tried. Well, so. you know, I guess they, they want to explain away his uh, extremely pronounced French accent by yeah. saying he's Canadian. <laughs> he's Canadian. But, yeah. I mean, this this king of the guard could not have been more hostile. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> passive aggressive. Poor poor um, uh, Svensson or Jack Thorne is his character's name. Yeah, he gets about he's just about ten minutes of him being like just berated yeah, by yeah. Brunier. He's a, he's a Purple Heart uh, decorated Vietnam vet and his successor comes in and says you know you know old man you know kids these days they can't they go back maybe to Korea they don't know anything no, about oh not even Korea anything they, before, anything the, before Gulf the Gulf War, War. Yeah. yeah so you're Vietnam nobody cares Nine or ten kids can't even pick uh, Vietnam, Vietnam on a map, map. Yeah. And, then, and then they go nationalism I can't do a French accent yeah. <laughs> nationalism is out globalization, globalization is in, in. in. naturalism is out yeah, yeah. yeah. that's and, terrible and he's basically telling his poor friends and just like you know like you know don't let the door hit you on the way out I mean it's pretty pretty I, I have to say it was it was quite I felt pretty embarrassed for poor Bo at that point yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah we find out that, uh, that, that this is our top build Olivia Gruner I can't, it's, I can't pronounce his name yeah, I, I, name, yeah. So again forgive me but mm-hmm. he is a money man he's an accountant he's a number yeah. cruncher this is his This is that's his forte yeah and he's also the uh, the villain of mm-hmm. the piece which we'll find out uh, a bit so so Jack um Jack is yeah he's free to uh, lead a life of uh, relaxation mm-hmm. so he he retires to might be Maryland somewhere near Some yeah, or Virginia somewhere near there, Washington yeah. DC so he he goes fishing and uh, we got to say at this point this is the most ridiculous Swamp bog, <laughs> bog creek. That he's he's like casting his line into like ten feet of of 
you know, like just stagnant, you know, <laughs> just, you know, yeah. swamp water. And, you know, I mean, you know, both Spence and, he, you know, okay, he might be um, in his advanced age at this point, but he's still a formidable presence, you know, yeah. he's six he's foot five, guy, yeah. big guy, you know. And the sight of him in these, what do you call those things, those waiters mm. or whatever, and going, here? Yeah, hip waiters <laughs> in, in the middle of this, yeah. And then there's this ridiculous song on the soundtrack. this cesspool that he's, like, wading into. <laughs> going, and I got all the time, time. in yeah. the world. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I found out this is called, this is a fishing song by, by Jim Woodyard, so, I mean. Yeah, it sounds vaguely Johnny Cash-esque, but, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a jaunty tune, and it's the soundtrack to his... Uh, his ret- his golden years, yeah. his retirement uh, years, in years, bop, yeah. Bop, bop, bop. yeah. <laughs> but um, things aren't uh, going too swimmingly for him because uh, this this part I don't quite get. But someone was sent out to assassinate him. Okay, so th- now we're going to get into convoluted territory because yeah. at the beginning of the movie there was a, there was a theft of a nuclear warhead. Yeah, and this, of course, led to some sort of. Blame being put on the outgoing. Yeah, I guess they figure it was an inside job because he would have been uh, privy to the intel as to where this warhead was going. But again, this is very convoluted stuff. So we're just assuming that's the case. Why they would want him dead is another question, but somebody wanted him dead while he's fishing. Uh, As we said, the cell phone will come into prominence, but he cannot use his cell phone. So when, you know, his, his executive assistant is trying to contact him, you know he he's, you know he he's frustrated with the cell phone. I think at one point he pitches it into the water, yeah, or he throws it into the woods, something to that effect. But and he does retrieve it later he on. He retrieves yeah. it, yeah. and so she sees that something is amiss. She cannot contact him, so she gets worried. Uh-huh. She goes out to Virginia to the woods to, and she uses a satellite tracker, this high level you know CIA stuff to track him down. She arrives just in the nick of time to prevent. An assassination, yeah, an attempt. assassination yeah. attempt, and I guess she takes out the gunman and or something or other. He gets, he gets yeah, hooked. and he gets uh, I, and Svensson hooks the assailant with with his reel and reels him in, mm. and the guy is hooked by the lip. Yeah, <laughs> and he's he gets the uh, yeah. Yeah, so so uh, that which leads us to the next scene. Uh, I don't even know where the, uh, the the assistant. I guess she flew back to uh, Maryland or whatever. You know, yeah, who knows what happened, whatever. <laughs> but uh, so so we so we have this would be assassin, and he's and he's he's bound to a chair and he's gagged, and yeah, and he's got a fishing lure in his mouth and he's bleeding, which is kind of disgusting. Kind well, of not really, because as I was saying to you before, <laughs> the, the blood. It looked like when you know you go to the dollar store in, uh, in October and you buy the the cheap blood. You know, yeah, yeah. It was, it, and that was the extent of the blood in the entire movie. Yeah, it was, it was awfully cheap. But anyhow, oh, I, um, I yes, there's something a little like if you've ever gone fishing and got uh, a lure caught in in your forearm or your your, your one of your fingers, it's kind of gross. Yeah. So that was a little bit off-putting. But I've never gone fishing. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, the, this guy Svensson. Now that you know, again, the uh, the Cold War is over. Mm-hmm. He somehow has made acquaintances and friends in the the espionage spy community yeah. with with a bunch of. You know, Eastern Bloc Cold War types, and yeah. they suddenly emerge here. I don't know how they. Like, did he f- 
phone them we, all? I don't know. Why were they there? I don't he doesn't know. know how to use a cell phone. He's living in a cabin <laughs> off the grid, but somehow he Some, manages. Yeah. Um, These are so, the most ridiculous you know, crew you can imagine. So all, all of a sudden, now this is going to be turning into a, a geriatric version of the Expendables. <laughs> because we got the first, uh, the first operative we see is a Cuban. Um, complete stereotype, you know, chomping on the cigar. He's yeah, yeah. Gray. He's got the stogie. He's and, got, you know, terrible accent. And he... Yeah, exactly. I mean, this, there was he could not have been less Cuban. This is a, he just a, looks like some Ita- Italian dude from New Jersey. Well, the actor playing his name is Leo Rossi. And, yeah, uh, he's got to be to some, some you know, Italian American. Yeah. Yeah. and so we have the Cuban. We have the uh, we have the Russian. Mm-hmm. We have who looks like Lenin. He had the same pointy yep. goatee. Mm-hmm. Not John Lennon, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had, and then we had. The <laughs> Yeah, this some guy of uh, you know ambiguous ethnicity. Well, yeah, because then we had we also had the, the the German. Yeah, and then we had this guy, and we're trying to figure out like, what is his ethnicity. Yeah, all I can say is he was an absolute dead ringer yet again. I talked about Fulci in the last podcast. He yeah, looked for like Lucio, Lucio Fulci. Fulci. Yeah, he, he looked it was uncanny. But anyway. <laughs> They um, they get together and it's like yeah. it's like the Golden Girls, but it's you know ex yeah. uh, you know ex, uh, yeah, people, yeah, yeah or ex yeah ex spies, <laughs> and they're obviously you know well versed in uh, you know extricating uh, confessions from people. So they have this guy. And you know, strung up by the mouth with a fishing lure, and he's tied to a chair, and all these guys, you know, with their, lo- you know, long years of you know KGB. In the case of one guy, their training, they know how to get, you know get information right. from people so yeah. they you know and they inject this poor guy yeah. with drugs they, well, they it, yeah it's interesting because uh, you know Svensson sort of like he says okay guys you do it he kind of he kind of extricates himself from the situation mm-hmm. he lets them go at it and they're just talking about you know what how they're going to torture him and yeah. they're getting taking quite a lot of glee from how they're going to yeah. do this and, and they're point, disagreeing uh, with one another oh yeah you don't need drugs you can get electrodes attach it to his balls you know whatever yeah. and, and at one point the, uh, he goes oh you can't do this I'm American I have rights and the Cuban goes yeah you have rights you also have Home Depot uh, non sequitur. I have non-se- no idea what that meant. But I, anyway. I, yeah, I guess, I'm only guessing that he's referring to some uh, household appliance that he was going to torture him with. But uh, yeah, that lost me too. Home mm. Depot. You know. And yeah. speaking of non sequiturs, I mean, they pile <laughs> up fast and furious because before you know it, they're on a plane, and this is yeah. Well, be- yeah, I guess we we should say that um, there there is a. Um, uh, G7 meeting that's taking right. place in Germany and G7 of course is the meeting of the richest industrialized nations and at this meeting uh, there's a plot to detonate a, uh, a nuclear warhead yeah, exactly. so, which was stolen I guess in the first scene mm-hmm. and so these guys uh, have had this this uh, plot pinned on them because you know the Bo Svensson character Jack Thorne uh, he was seen as having been privy to this intel of where you get the, the warheads. So they have to fly to Germany and intercept the use of this warhead, thereby saving all the lives of the G7 dignitaries and exonerating themselves. Mm-hmm. So we get and to pre- this... And, pre- and uh, preventing uh, imminent worldwide financial collapse by some other convoluted plot that yeah. was trying to... <laughs> we, I can't even figure this one out. But anyway. Well, yeah, I guess he's uh, you know involved in... The Gruner is involved in some some uh, investments and gold and currency investments and gold. when I like gold yeah. and then when obviously when you know at the, the prospect of a G7 meeting being bombed would send the markets into turmoil and he's shorted the markets so he's he can profit from this thing again this is just speculation this is very convoluted yeah 
but uh, <laughs> this crew decides, uh, puts it on them upon themselves to go out to Germany and and uh, thwart this attack, save these dignitaries, and they, of course, can't just f- fly by conventional uh, aircraft. Air, yeah, yep. they, they commandeer the world's cheapest airplane. <laughs> <laughs> One of them's a pilot, and yeah, this thing is unbelievably cheap. It looks like, as we said before, maybe the uh, like a lobby of a newly constructed it, condo. It actually looks like the same set yeah. as a, a van that we saw earlier, a military van, as the CIA office Yeah, it's just this gray, just, you know. Oh, my lord. And then they're, and they're, and they're flying over this... this uh, cinder block gray, just yeah. nondescript. You know, it looks like, yeah, the inside of a truck or God knows what. And they're flying over this body of water, which could not be more fake looking. I've never in my life seen anything, <laughs> anything rendered that poorly. I in mean, C- in CGI, yeah. A three year old could draw a picture that's yeah. a little more realistic than yeah, that. Yeah, they couldn't get to stock footage of, of ocean. Yeah, exactly. Because they're just, you know, for the uh, Atlantic. But And uh, and then uh, Svensson is on the on the plane wearing his uh, old man reading glasses, you yeah. know. <laughs> and he's reading the cell phone manual, which is good. Yeah. Because, you know, most action heroes, you know, they pack, like, you know, M16s or M18s yeah. or whatever. And he takes great delight this one, this in, one... in figuring out how to make a cell phone call. Yeah. This so one... he, he calls uh, his executive assistant yeah. back in Washington, yeah. D.C., and, you know... And so, she's impressed that his he's uh, available, you know, and he can he can master this uh, technology. Yeah. So I mean, Dirty Harry had his uh, forty four, and yeah. uh, Jack Thorne has a cell phone manual. So hey, yeah. you know, they're not that different, are they? No. <laughs> and yeah, so they 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 land in Germany, mm-hmm. and this is where this thing takes a left turn. It just this is the most absurd. Uh, one of the most absurd moments we've ever like encountered. Turn after another left yeah. turn. <laughs> They've almost come full, full, circle full circle with their turns. Indeed, yeah. They, of course, you know, they need to grab weapons here because, you know, they, they got to, you know, forward their mission. They, uh, one of the members has... The German. The, the uh, might be an East German, yeah, mm-hmm, I, I yeah. guess. He, he's got this uh, operation <laughs> in the middle of the woods that is involved in the manufacturing of porcelain lawn lawn (laughs) gnomes gnomes and this is a front money laundering front I assume this is a a, for or a place to store his cache of weapons he's got AKs he's got tons of handguns he's got everything but it's also a violation of every child labor law known to man because he's got like he's got 12-year-old kids working he's got for him, manu- manufacturing gnomes. He's got 30 kids between the ages of like 7 <laughs> and 12 painting these disturbing-looking lawn gnomes. I, I don't like gnomes, man. They freak me out. And these gnomes... And then there's this, there's, there's this five-minute scene of just shaking these kids' hands. It's yeah. very disturbing and very what-the-fuck. Like, very, very odd. Very, very weird. Very bizarre. Um, but these gnomes, I mean, you know, hey, you know... You got to You got to do something. You got. If you have to, you know, um, transport explosives. And again, why did they want to transport explosives? I, I okay. Well, they're trying to uh, break into this G seven meeting, and so they they hatch a plot. And <laughs> <laughs> they might as well make, hatch this makes perfect well, sense. No, no. They might as well hatch an egg because this, obviously this makes, this, I, I was lost. But anyway, continue on. No, no, no. <laughs> they they hatch this plot to infiltrate the G seven meeting in Germany and and uh, get to this nuclear warhead and dismantle it before it has a chance to go off and blow up the dignitaries. So their plot is to hide plastic explosives 
inside the gnomes. Pretend they're delivery men. Deliver the gnomes to the, the G7, G7 Summit. Because <laughs> so no G7 Summit is complete, complete without gnomes. <laughs> This is the world's crappiest G7 summit. Like we were discussing virus, where there was a UN meeting in the same in, in that movie as well, and that was the most poorly attended uh, UN conference ever because there was all of five journalists who attended this thing. Right. It was in the middle of the woods. This thing, there are no dignitaries there. I guess they're prepping for it. So they come in dressed, you know, as gnome delivery men. <laughs> <laughs> and the one guy you said he's supposed to be East German, yeah. but this, he doesn't. They can't speak they, a lick of German. No, they, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> and so they 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 mime and genu gen genuflect genu <laughs> oh gen gesticulate gesticulate the, the, yeah, uh, yeah, not you know they say oh this is toys this is you know oh fun you know like, Tinder nah, Tinder nah, yeah, nah, and, nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it turns out that oh they say you know that this is meant to be a gift for the Japanese uh, emissaries the Japanese diplomats who are going to go there so this lax security lets in <laughs> these gnome delivery men who can't speak German sure come right in but. Yeah, things are not that easy. Mm -hmm. Oliver Grunig is, is on hand, and he captures Bo Svensson. Mm -hmm. The other guys are, are, I guess they're all captured at a certain point. Yeah, they're, they're all they're, captured yeah. as they get to the nuclear warhead. They're just about to dismantle it, and they get caught by the guards. Mm. And... Uh, Bo Svensson is captured by Oliver Grunet, Olivier Grunet, <laughs> <laughs> mon dieu, <laughs> and he is thrown. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I, if I'm not mistaken, he had his girl with him. I don't know how she showed up, but and so they're thrown into this this room, mm -hmm. and uh, there's a you know a, a door lock, and. He again the cell phone. <laughs> He's got his trusty manual. Yeah, they 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 he manages to number generate a sequence of numbers that enables him to break free from from this uh, from this imprisonment. Yeah, yeah. And he and this hot chick assist assistant break out, and he manages to help out his buddies. Right, break free as well. Okay, and it should be said. I mean, before he manages to help out his buddies. He, uh, him, and uh, and Gruner. Yeah, Gruner. I have, have fight. a fight. cups, but I mean, yeah, we're gonna say Olivier Gruner is a kickboxing champion. champion. This man, first of all, he's, he's not thirty years Bo Svensson Jr. Right. He gets his ass handed <laughs> yeah. to him. Dude does not even throw one kick. No, okay? no. Okay. Yeah. I think he throws his one half-hearted like you know right left hook, and that's yeah. not the end of that. He just gets destroyed. Yeah. So I mean, you know, we're looking at this box art again. It looks like this is like this Oliver Gruner, Cracker Jack yeah. Three. He is your hero. He's got his arms. He's gonna kick some ass. The guy doesn't even throw a kick. He's yeah. a kickboxing champion. Yeah. This would be like having Tony Jaw in the movie, yeah, uh, singing he, My Fair Lady. Yeah. Or I, I don't know, whatever you know. I don't know, man. It was. I'm like, it, I'm yeah, lost for words. Really, really wild. Just and, incredible. And and of course this uh, these ex you know uh, Eastern Bloc ops. They you know spoiler alert. They managed to. They managed to uh, blow up this uh, warhead and save numerous lives, and it causes a 
you know, rather large explosion at this uh, 18th century Habsburg palace in the middle of the Black Forest, which yeah. looks incredibly cheap. Oh my God! The, so the fake. explosions in this thing are unbelievably fake, like mm-hmm. bad fireworks territory. Oh, at one point, um, the uh, the folky-looking guy throws a grenade, <laughs> and I swear it, it, it reminded me of the old uh, Batman 66 series where they throw like you know a smoke bomb. Yeah. All it did was like sting a few eyes, and you know, like there was not even there was no damage whatsoever. I've seen <laughs> I've seen Roman candle fireworks with more firepower yeah. than this grenade. It was. It, but this thing is just incredibly odd and incredibly like charming and uh, on our scale of uh, one to five with one being a must miss five being a must see I would almost I'm going to give this three and three quarters (laughs) because this is yeah without question this is the worst uh, political thriller I think ever so you know Jason Bourne James Bond you're still safe this thing is pretty much dull as hell mm-hmm. with incredibly odd terrible accented banter and these guys are enjoying themselves immensely even yeah, though they're yeah, all yeah. clearly sadists because they're like gleefully discussing ways of torturing uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, people who have been you know captives but you, got, you, you, got a, you do get a sense that these subterranean uh, actors you know Svensson and, and Rossi and the like I mean they're, they're, they're enjoying yeah this, they're enjoying themselves if not the roles yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. even, this, even, even if they're not entertaining us complete yeah. cuck I mean, yeah. they're, they're having fun with it so I mean hey you know um, so you're giving this three and three quarters eh yeah incredibly enjoyable and, and, and in a way oddly charming well and, yeah I mean again like this is like you know room-esque like I said before yeah. and um you know, this is this is what, where it's where it's at. I mean, you know, one is a must miss, five is a must see. I mean, when it comes to awful movies, if you you know, many people say, "Oh, I'm an aficionado of awful movies." I've seen Birdemic, I've seen The Room, I've seen Manos Hands of Fate, which yeah, be, we're going to uh, be discussing shortly, yeah, yeah, in a future podcast mm-hmm. perhaps. But honestly, like, you have not seen the worst of the worst until you've seen Cracker Jack Three. Yeah. And, and Cracker Jack has, 3 has nothing to do with its uh, progenitors. There's Cracker Jack 1, which had Christopher Plummer. Cracker Jack 2 had Judge, Judge Reinhold. Reinhold. One of my favorite <laughs> 80s actors. Yeah, and that was a train heist movie, and he, he was an, act, was an action, action hero. Yeah, yeah. so this is, this. I don't know why they just couldn't call this one, uh, you know, Jack Thorne's, uh, you know... Uh, oh, I guess, yeah, there was a double entendre there, so he is the, the Jack in question of the Cracker Jack. Well, there you go. Yeah, wow. so, okay. Well, so, that's what I learned then. Okay. <laughs> what did you learn? <laughs> well, I haven't given my rating yet. I guess. Oh, see. okay, yeah. Okay, so I mean, so I'm going to have to say that, like, this is so bizarre because, I mean, if I was to rate this, like, as a proper critic, I would have to say this is a, this is a half Zero a star. Zero star, yeah. But, I mean, for, you know, like, as far as an entertaining, awful movie, this is a three and a half mm-hmm. star flick. This is this is something unique, man, and I want to seek out Cracker Jack 1 and 2. Yeah, me too. What did I learn? Um, man... I, it's, I learned that you learned that uh, the United States does not hire Americans for high-level intelligence work. They hire yeah, uh, yeah. aging Swedes and uh, French Fr- kickboxers, <laughs> right? Who they <laughs> who, pass off as French Canadian, yeah. yep. and yeah. one of whom is almost completely indecipherable, <laughs> like for you know large swaths of dialogue spoken by Olivier Grunet. Yep. completely un- <laughs> unable to understand any of it. Yep. Um, and speak of uh, Grunier or Gruner, whatever the <laughs> heck his name is, I learned that uh, again. Like you know, you hire a, a world champion kickboxer to appear in your movie, but don't. There's no need don't, to have yeah, kickbox. No. I mean, you know, you don't need to have anybody. You know, um, 
to utilize anybody's skill set because why? <laughs> I mean, why should you, right? Yeah, they, they were basically I mean, obviously filming this thing in Europe. Yeah, it happened to be nearby. Yeah. They could probably only get so many Americans there to yeah. qualify for this thing. And if you're putting yeah. on a concert, you know, pay, uh, hire Pavarotti and tell him, no, don't sing. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Have him MC, whatever. Exactly. There you go. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, what I learned again is that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no, it's, it, I can't even say what I learned. But what I will say is, yet again, sometimes you just got to grab that movie. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes you get burned. Mm-hmm. Other times you do get burned, but in a very good way. Yeah, for sure. This was a good burning. I enjoyed this one. For sure. So, uh, Cracker Jack 3 is, uh, is Cracker Jack in my book. I, yeah, I, for sure. Yeah. I and like and uh, for more, check out our website, www.reallyawfulmovies.com, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.